Hey, good morning, guys. You kind of caught me eating a little bit of breakfast today. I got my cup of coffee, but instead of a virtual donut, I have a biscuit with some butter on it. So, yeah, you caught me while I'm eating, but um, this is Mornings with Ken. Why don't you get your cup of coffee, your virtual donut, kick off your shoes, and stay a while, because I'm really glad you're here. All right, today <laughs> we're going to be talking about, um, I, don't, I don't know, I numbered them, but I don't know how many I actually have. We're going to talk about phrases, words or phrases that kind of annoy me. Words or phrases that kind of annoy me. And uh, it's nothing personal out there. You businessmen, um, don't get offended. Um, I've been in all kinds of meetings. I understand these terms and what they mean and what you hope to gain from the terms. And uh, yeah, so this is not directed at any company, anybody in leadership at all. These are phrases I've heard my whole life in the work field and they're just kind of annoying. They're, they're either annoying because they're overstated behind the times or um, I, I disagree with them a little bit. Okay? So I don't want anybody's hurt feelings to get hurt. So don't go crying to your mama and say, he hurt my feelings because he doesn't like this phrase. No. So, it's nothing personal, guys. Okay? Hey, I forgot. I brought two biscuits with me. So I ate the one biscuit, but I still have a biscuit left. Maybe I can save that for lunchtime. Alright? Well, okay. And these... Uh, are in no particular order. And I don't know where to start first. Um, There kind of was an order, but then I kind of, I don't know, it's all over the place. So once again, these are words or phrases um, that annoy me. Okay? Alright? No hurt feelings, anybody, okay? It's not directed at anybody out there. Alright? So... Let me give me a sip of coffee. So hang tight. I'm on the road. So, I mean, I'm in my mobile studio. That's right. The Mornings with Ken mobile. Um, Just like the Batmobile, but it has a donut on it. All right. So, oh, that was a good, that was a good cup right there. All right, so let's get going here. Best practices. Best practices. This one doesn't annoy me as bad as some others, others, but... And I understand best practices. If you find a... Well, let me give you the definition. Uh, let me... Uh, according to Webster, Mr. Webster, he wrote a book. It had a bunch of words in it. Um, according, to, 
according to Webster's Dictionary, um, it, best practices entails procedures that are accepted or prescribed as being correct or most effective. Nothing wrong with that, right? If you have a way of doing things, um, you, you, you chances are you want to follow those uh, procedures because it's it's the best way to accomplish um, your goals, your workload. But and you know, I guess I don't have too much problems with best practices, but it's an overused phrase. And the problem with best practices is, and I know there's time studies involved in, in, in the work field and warehousing, manufacturing, time studies. Oh, that's another. Oh, don't even get me started on time, time studies. But best practices. The problem with best practices, they're not always the best. They're not always the best. They're not always the best. You could say, but we've done our studies. We've done our surveys. We've, we, we've, we've done time studies. We've, we've calculated. We plugged it into the computer. And uh, the computer said, this is the most effective way to do this. But sometimes, you know, they don't talk to the everyday Joe Schmo who's actually doing the job and has all the uh, uh, has the task of completing these best practices and he knows all the ins and outs and hiccups and tie ups and throw ups and things that get in the way so um, often you need to listen to Joe Schmo um, and uh, Joe Schmoe will tell you, hey, this isn't really the best way to do it. For right now, it, it kind of is. But if we do this, this, and this, oh, but that's not in the budget. Well, then it's not the best practice. Oh, we can't fit that into the budget. Oh, oh, that's another phrase. Oh, I got so many phrases. I'll say that one for another time. Um. So it's only the the best practice, depending on if you want to, uh, how much money you're you're willing to invest in your best practices. So it's not the best practice if you're not willing to invest in the best practice, and that sometimes involves money, 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 money. So all right, moving on. Jit, jit, J I T, jit. Just-in-time delivery. All right. JIT stands for just-in-time delivery. Receiving goods and manufacturing products so it can be shipped. And so it's it's uh, just-in-time. So let's just say you're in man. This is probably boring the heck out of most of my audience. I could hear phones... I can hear that little swipe on your guys' apps right now. Closing out mornings with Ken. Well, I'm sorry. Well, for those who care, just-in-time delivery. Now, what's that's good, what that really entails is, say you're running a warehouse. 
oh, gosh, this is so boring for you guys. Say you're running a warehouse and uh, you need to manufacture um, product A, but you need some components to, uh, 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 you need the components to add into um, the manufacturing of your product. But your, your, your warehousing is low. So you, you don't have the space. So those components, you're going to try to order them just in time and then get them to the manufacturing line and uh, take those components, add them in there, and you have a product. And now your product's ready to ship. And you saved uh, warehousing space, cost. So just-in-time delivery sucks. There's no way around about it. Just in time. Hey, uh, the Acme Chemical Company. <laughs> hey, is this, is this the, can I speak to Coyote? Oh, yeah, this is Coyote. Hey, Coyote, Acme, uh, Acme Chemical Company. Uh, yeah, Mr. Coyote, uh, I, I'm going to need those uh, uh, drums of uh, acid. Um, yeah, I'm going to need them Monday between two and four all right can you do that oh wait you're busy oh you got oh you're you're oh you gotta see a friend okay but um anyway i'm gonna need some chemicals delivered between uh two and four um because i need to get those prepared to ship out an item you know oh uh, all right well you'll see what you can do okay all right well thank you mr coyote all right so that was the acme acme chemical company uh, so i'm gonna plan to get this chemical in no later than four o'clock so i can run the chemicals up to the line to mix to get my components ready and we need to ship those out um, by the next day so we got to get those chemicals up there we gotta oh no 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 see the truck's gonna be late um many things could happen there could be something wrong with the chemical itself when you get it tested. Um, just in time delivery to save warehouse space. No, it's horrible. I hate JIT. Don't even get me started. Oh my gosh, I think 10 more people just swiped off. All right. Moving on. Relevant. Relevant. Okay. Now this word, this word has been overused and I could care less about being relevant, relevant. This is a hard one. Now this, I guess you could say, not necessarily in manufacturing or warehousing, but uh, a lot of times in religious organizations. Religious organizations, oh my gosh, do they want to be relevant. Oh my gosh, they want to be seen and heard and be relevant. Um, let me get the definition here for you. Seek to use the language, imagery, excuse me while, excuse me while I cough here, let me cough. All right, everybody get ready to press your record button. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Relevant. Seeking to use the language, imagery, and music of the culture more often. This is church-related. 
this definition um, is church related. Guess where I pulled it from? Guess where I pulled this definition from? Relevant magazine. It was very relevant. Seek to use the language and imagery and music of the culture more often. Um, attempt to engage seekers with an experience that is more entertaining and interesting. So you're using the language of the culture, basic in a religious setting, to uh, uh, minister to the culture around you. Which isn't a bad thing. Um, I do think the phrase has been overused. And but sometimes you can be so relevant, you, you, you're going to relevate the, the, the gospel right out the door. But you look pretty. Yeah, you look pretty. You got those smiling faces on the stage. You got a guy wearing a cowboy hat. And you got smoke coming from your smoker, your ice, uh, your dry ice machines. You got it in the service so dark. I was looking for Freddy Krueger to pop out in front of me and you know, or Jason stabbed me with a steely knife because um, it's so dark in there. I thought I was at a Halloween. I thought I was at a Halloween uh, spook house or something. But um, so relevant. Are you relevant? Um, you know, I was watching online a, 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 a unnamed church. I'm not going to name the church. Not my church. My church is perfect. Um, when I speak of my church is always perfect. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Nobody's perfect. But um, this is general. Please, if anybody's listening, don't, don't, don't take this personally or think I'm talking about you or your particular church. Um, and I'm not going to, I was watching online somebody else's, some, some, some church. And uh, I mean, you know, it, it reminded me of like watching uh, uh, um, Breaking Bad or something. No, but this guy had this wide rim hat on, and, and uh, you know you got the ice machines going. Um, you got the the uh, electric lights, like they're they're going off, and uh, they do this great big build up to the intro for the first song. I mean, it was like. It was like, you know, you're waiting for the band on stage uh, uh, in, in, at Blossom Music Center or something. Or, and, and they do this huge buildup. Like, all the bands getting ready. Come on! The band's getting ready. Come on! Woo-woo! Praise the band! Oh, I mean, praise Jesus! Um, come on, guys. I am so sick and tired of... So, trying to be so relevant that, that that it's not even about worship. I mean, I sound like an old cranky man. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn! But and there's nothing wrong with being relevant to, to a point. But uh, <laughs> some days I just wish for us all holding hands and singing. Kumbaya, my lord. 
kumbaya. I, why do we have to be entertained? I don't want to be entertained. I don't care. You know what? I don't care even if you're not the best singer. I've been more blessed in my life. I'm going to tell you something here. I've been more blessed in my life hearing somebody sing that didn't have the greatest voice that maybe was off key maybe they had a simple guitar they they didn't have they didn't have they didn't have an orchestra they didn't have a you know there, there wasn't Chicago uh, you know with all the horns and keyboards and guitars they had a simple little guitar crackly old voice that wasn't really carrying the right tune but but they had tears coming down their eyes they were singing they were singing with all their heart with all that was in their heart and those kind of things bless my heart because it's real it's real it's it's and I, I feel like I'm getting Pentecostal now. You guys better watch out. But when you could feel something, you got to give me something to feel. You got to put me up all up in my feels. Oh, I know my, my, my reformed friends are are kicking me out of the coffee group right now. I mean, not anyway, I love, I'm reformed, but my gosh, sometimes you're so reformed, you put Jesus right out of your coffee, I mean, right out of your club. And not the, it's a long, never mind. Moving on. Where was I? <laughs> I'm going to have so many cards and letters and emails and, um, um, you know, Pony Express coming to my house, giving me messages of hate. Um, all right, where, what, what, what am I on next here? Um, on the same page. So again, we're talking about phrases, words, or phrases that kind of annoy me. All right, are you ready? All right, okay. So on the same page. Guys, when you get on the same page, are we all on the same page? We're not going to accomplish anything unless we all get on the same page. And that means agreeing to follow a set of guidelines. Agreeing to follow a set of guidelines. Now, that phrase is just overused. It's overused. We need to get on the same page. Well, obviously, we're on the same page. Because we're in this meeting um, that's been lasting, um, you know, 12 hours that we rescheduled from the last meeting because we had to put this meeting on hold. To uh... So... Um, We've been on the same page since 1962 in these meetings. We keep postponing and, and uh, adding and delaying and, oh, my. So, yes, on the same page. Sometimes I like a guy who's not on the same page. I'll be honest with you. I've always liked, I've been in meetings. I've been in meetings where... I appreciate the guy pushes back a little bit. And I'm one of those guys. I like the guy who pushes back a little bit. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
yeah, we got to be on the same page. But let's make sure we're in the right book. Uh, first, on the same page. Um, sometimes you need a person to step up and challenge and give a little pushback. We'll push back. I'll say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, before we talk about this page, um, you know, anyway, I, I, got to, I ain't got time to dig into that one too much. All right, let's move on. Value added. Value and just a short definition, what value does it add? When you think of value, value added. What value does it add to the to the team, the project, the outcome? What value does it add? Now this one, this one's a little bit more church related. Um, or non-profit. Maybe I should say non-profit too. But value, you talk about, you know, especially you talk about budgeting, budgeting. Um, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this one uh, program for the community, and uh, it's probably gonna cost us a couple thousand dollars. Um. So, yeah, we're gonna kind of do what Jesus said, and and we're gonna, uh, you know, feed the hungry, clothe the naked. You know, visit those in prison. Give the cloaks, you know, off our backs to someone else. Give them some water to drink. Yeah, we're going to do that. It's going to cost us some money. Oh, what? how is it value added? What is it going to bring back to us? Uh, I don't know, because Jesus didn't, you know, Jesus didn't really talk about that. Um, um, value added? I don't think Jesus was really concerned about value added. Like, what value is it? Well, the value is it's going to fill someone's belly that's uh, starving. It's going to put a warm coat over their shoulders in the wintertime and uh, keep them from freezing. You know, maybe give them some medicine. Going to keep them uh, well. Maybe give them some shelter. Maybe give them a hot bowl of soup to fill his belly. Um, yeah, value added. How's it going to benefit my church? No, it's not. It's probably going to cost you your church. It's going to cost money to your church. Yeah, it's it's a lose. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a loss, but it's a gain. It's a gain, but so the value. Yeah, I don't know. The guy's probably not going to come to your church and ties to your church. So, value added? No. You're, you're, you're going to lose some money, but you're going to do the works uh, that Christ told us to do. And Christ didn't look up and say, hey, Judas over there. Hey, hey Judas, is this value added? Now, if I heal this blind man, what do I get in return? Wait, what about those uh, loaves and fishes? Of it? Is that in the budget? Oh, we got a little kid. Oh, well, I, I get. But is it going to add to our 
How's this value added if I uh, give them some bread and fish? What, what's it do for me? No, no, no. See, Jesus didn't say that. Sometimes I think, like, we're not building kingdoms down here, people. That's another phrase. That's another phrase I can get into, and I could probably do a month worth of shows on kingdom, kingdom-minded ministry. Sometimes you got to wonder, <clears throat> people, just because you hear these phrases and you've heard them for years and years, you got to say, well, okay, let me look that up in the Bible about um, uh, kingdom now, um, dominion theology, uh, um, advancing the kingdom. Uh, um, sometimes you got to go, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what Jesus? What in the New Testament? What are we talking about? Whose kingdom are we building? Where are we supposed to build this kingdom at? So I'm not worried about doing things value added. Uh, <clears throat> I'm worried about, um, you know, feeding, clothing, visiting the sick, taking care of people, and it's not going to bring. I'm not worried about if it's going to increase the tithe. Sorry. Don't care. Uh, oh, oh, gosh. I'm in so much trouble. No, I'm not, because that's, this isn't directed. At, you know, it's just, just, hey, it's my show. Um, culture. This is a good one. This one's more business-related, in my the way I'm looking at it. Culture. So, culture, this is... Um, so... I was working at one, one unnamed company, large, large company. And this company, they wanted to know how the employees felt about the culture. Hold on a second while I take a sip of my Mornings with Ken coffee. <clears throat> Clear my throat. Take some cup of coffee. Mm. Oh, man, it got a little cold on me. Oh, I got a little cold, but it's still good. A little bit. Mm. Yeah, not so much, though. Let's put that down. All right. Culture. So in this company, um, they wanted to know how the employees, what they felt about the culture of of this business that we were, were working in. You know, how do we feel? How do we feel things have run? Do we feel important? Do we feel valued? Do we feel, um, do, do we feel like we're we're a part of the team? Uh, are we are we enjoying our our work life balance? Um, what? So they sent out this whole survey, anonymous, right? Anonymous, log on, log on to this. Uh, go to your computer and log on to this anonymous anonymous survey. Um, and tell us about how you feel about the culture. Answer, you know, these 100,000 questions. Um, <clears throat> so everybody did that. I mean, the, the survey um, came to completion and, and um, <clears throat> so later down the road, they released the results. And it, it wasn't very positive. It was more of a negative outcome. 
Well, they didn't really release the results. They said they didn't get the results they were looking for. And then, but I, I was kind of in the know, and I, I knew that the results were very negative. <laughs> so they said, we, we, we need to redo that. We, we found that people really didn't understand the questions. So we're going to redo the survey. So please log on to the new survey. So they, they set out a new survey, and it came back with the same results. So finally, corporate, corporate said, um, at this time, we feel we're going to shut down any surveys. Um, please know there will be no more surveys coming up. Because <laughs> they didn't get the results that they wanted. Um, so culture. Culture. Um, <clears throat> there's... What's the culture of the company? What's the culture? Um, yeah, culture, it, it, it has to be from the top down, but it also needs to be from bottom up. Um, hiring the right people. Hiring the right people. And, you know, this is, this is, this is going to be a subject for a whole show. Hiring the right people. Culture, it's who's in your culture, right? I mean, who's in your culture. So if you hire the right people, I don't care. Give me a guy who has a massive degree in the field that you're going to hire for. Give me a guy whose resume is outstanding. Um, It looks good. Um... He, he's flashy, he's extroverted, he's exciting, you know, and he looks just like me, you know. Um, he's very similar to uh, leadership, and, and uh, man, he's got all the bells and whistles, man. This guy's good, man. This guy's really good. Looks good, man. Extroverted. So there, there's there's a guy. But you know what? It, you know, perhaps culturally he doesn't really fit in. Or he's going to fit in for two, three years and then move on. Give me a guy. Give me a guy who's passionate and has a great has a great moral compass and is less about himself and more of others. Maybe still has that, you know, he's got that certificate from the local college or something, but uh, maybe he's not flashy. You know, maybe he doesn't make you laugh. What? Was I funny? I'm funny? Did I make you? I make you laugh. Oh, that's from a that's from a movie line. Sorry, I got sidetracked. But um, give me a guy who's passionate and uh, he he's 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 very humble. He's but he's dedicated and he loves what he he does. I'd take that guy a thousand times over a guy that has the pedigree. Maybe even had some success. 
but what is success? That's a word for a different show and a different time. But hey, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I love you guys. And no feel, no feelings were meant to be hurt by me. I didn't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. And this isn't directed at any, any business. Or the, the views expressed on Mornings with Ken are not necessarily those of Mornings with Ken. No, they, <laughs> they clearly are. But I love you guys. And um, you guys, be safe out there. All right? Love the Lord and love others. And I love you. Bye-bye.
again.